Welcome to Ordinary Holiness, a place to share stories of how God is working in the ordinary of our lives. Hello, and welcome to season two of Ordinary Holiness. back season two episode one how are you feeling Susan I am so excited we are back it has been a while since we have recorded and we have had a beautiful summer and we have guests lined up to share their ordinary holiness so come Holy Spirit yeah here we go our first guest is a dear friend Michael Michael, we're so honored that you're here and we're excited to hear your stories. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. So Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I grew up not too far from here. Uh, I had a great, like grew up in a great family. Um, my dad was a paper salesman growing up. Wow. Um, so he's kind of- You like... lived the office. <laughs> 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 it was like a little bit of a Michael Scott character. Um, definitely has the same sensibility. Um, we, I, I really like my dad's sense of humor. So, um, so I had a gr- had a great life growing up. Uh, it kind of all came to a head when uh, he he lost his job um, when I was in fourth grade. Uh, that kind of threw a monkey wrench in in the uh, in the the family situation where. Mm. I, home was just a little bit more unstable. Yeah. Um, without that stability. Um, so, but still had a good life gr- growing up, uh, had this dear friend. Um, he's the youth director now at Holy Spirit, but Doug Lycom, um, kind of carried me spiritually. Yeah. Um, I would say throughout my, uh, grade school and then my high school years I went to this great Catholic high school St. James Academy at the time I was yeah. the third class <laughs> in, in there they had great formation um but kind of was starting to live you know a great a great life um spiritually and, and being formed that way but starting also to get formed like may be in more unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. and and make kind of bad decisions um, starting in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of going into college, I kind of felt a little lost. Yeah, like I didn't know what to do. Um, one of my favorite books is uh, Into the Wild. Yeah, I kind of felt like Christopher McCandles kind of on the on the journey where I was kind of just searching my for my identity. Yeah, um, and and I wouldn't really find that until later. Um, so in in college, in college, I uh, kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Where I it was the that like retreat level mm-hmm. spirituality where I would be on this retreat, super high. <laughs> you know, go on this retreat. I would go on a seek. You know, hear Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah. Hear these great speakers. And then go back down. Um, I was living two different types of lifestyles, mm-hmm. um, but still in, in good community. Um, I would say one of the, the 
it wasn't a mistake, but just I was in a fraternity and mm. like I got more involved in that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't a good place for me to really know myself. Mm. Um, so that all kind of came to a head. Um, like my senior year, yeah, got into a relationship, like fell head over heels for this mm -hmm. girl, and then kind of heartbreak, yeah. Um, and I really struggled with that. And um, the thing I struggled with is I was, you know, doing really well in school, like building up my resume, mm -hmm. had a job offer lined up for a prestigious firm, wow, and I had all of these goals set that I was mm. accomplishing. Yeah. And I had all these, you know, exterior goals that I, I had accomplished and I wasn't actually happy yeah. after I had accomplished those goals. So yeah. I really had to do a lot of introspection mm -hmm. in terms of actually finding out who I was. Yeah. Um, and that kind of led me into, so I, I did um, my year at, at PwC, I uh, went through, um, kind of was living, still that lifestyle a little bit, and then I got involved in Catholic Challenge Sports, Yeah. Um, and I got put on this great dodgeball team with mm. Bryce Oswald and Daniel Rush, she's actually getting married today. Um, and I just found like that community and that really gave me an opportunity to, to actually say no yeah. to a lot of these, these, uh, that other lifestyle. Yeah. So that fr from there, I actually, um, was able to like dive in, dive into the community yeah. like that sense of community really gave me a home to kind of make friends to actually explore my faith. Mm. Um, and from there I was, uh, in a, Bryce invited me into his band of brothers group mm. and I was, I was so blessed yeah. with that, with that band of brothers group because I had, you know, Bryce and Andrew Marquez, Marco Casanova came yeah. like these woodwinds of just powerhouse, like, really big powerhouse spiritual powerhouses yeah um so i was really blessed with that and that really um kind of helped me surrender and yeah. uh like open me up and and just let me become more vulnerable as a man yeah um and really go through that kind of self-discovery yeah also of who i was um yeah. so that that's kind of led me to this journey um and then the uh, the other part um, I'm sharing for my um, now I'm living with Mark Sappington. Yeah, kind of fast forward. <laughs> living living with Mark Sappington with five, five different guys and and kind of like a uh, it's not it's like community, more community house formation <laughs> house. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of like radical yeah. Christian living. Yeah, um, but the other part I'll I'll save for the uh, the story that I yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. I um, would like to say that Michael is probably our number one fan 
Um, whenever there's a new episode or like something comes out or like he's listening, he always shares it or like sends a text. Um, so we're really grateful that you're here and you get to like actually go through this process with us and um, to share your story. So yeah, you guys do a great job. I don't know if I'll listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you better. You, be- you can share with all your friends and family. Yes. So it'll be fine. It'll be great. Yeah, we know that Michael is definitely um, striving for holiness as a lot of our friends. And um, ordinary holiness is holiness in the ordinary life and striving to love Jesus. And um, Michael, we would just invite you to share an ordinary holiness story with us today or with the listeners today. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'd love to. (laughs) All right. So about a year to probably two years ago, almost, um, it was five minutes away from, from Lenexa, five minutes away from, you know, my parents' house. I was driving, driving, uh, to my sister's house for Thanksgiving dinner and I got in a car accident, um, kind of when I was going there. Um, you know, I was kind of on my phone, (laughs) but somehow I like had this moment of clarity, put my phone away, had like, was really paying attention. Um, there was another car coming, um, from the opposite way and it swerved into my lane and somehow kind of by the grace of God, I kind of swerved the other way and avoided it, but it still it still hit my car, and it kind of jolted the car um, where I was kind of clutching the mm-hmm. steering wheel, and it pretty much ripped my back. So it like had a very heavy back strain, and so there was definitely moments of you know extreme like like a God moment in that. Yeah, right. Yeah. This intense. Like, oh, God saved me. Right. Um, But I would say the God moment that I've had in physical therapy was actually greater because it was it was the consistency of the physical therapy. So um, because of my car accident, I had to go go to physical therapy um, and I was in a lot of pain. (laughs) Like I was having to take medication and, and, and do these, they assigned me some exercises from that. And in order to be well Mm. physically, Mm. I had to do these exercises. So every single day I had to get up, do the exercises at night, I had to get up or get up and do, and do the exercises as well in order to be actually physically well. And I really got to the point where it, it really helped me uh, kind of transform not only my body, but it, it translated a little bit to my spiritual life where I could, I could say, okay, this is working, <laughs> this consistency is working in my physical life like mm-hmm. I, I can see the improvements i can see the mobility mobility increasing i can actually go and pray and do like pray the rosary go to mass go to confession be in like intentional community 
on a daily basis and actually get better that way. Um, that's one of the things I've, I've struggled with is, is consistency. So um, that really, like God was really working in just that physical therapy and, and it was kind of providential mm. uh, and I think has led to me starting to live a more daily intentional prayer life and daily intentional kind of serving him and surrendering to him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, as you're talking about, um, you know, daily and surrendering. And so it made me think of like how ordinary this moment was of like physical therapy, but to have the mindset and to have the mental and spiritual awareness, like I can take this, what God is teaching me in this moment and this pain and the suffering and take it into my spiritual life and have him transform it. Um, cause I mean, how many of us, you know, have had some type of ailment and something where, you know, we get to make the choice, like we can make ourselves well, um, and physically, like we can do that all the time, you know, we're all about the diets and blah, blah, blah. So like, how can we transition that into our spiritual life and make our mind, body, souls well, especially in the world we live in? Um, so I really appreciate how you take something so ordinary, like God takes something so ordinary as physical therapy and sadly, you know, a car accident to then transform you and say like, let's take down these walls and, um, like bear your heart. Like let's have this and let's, you know, have this surrender and consistency. So thanks for sharing, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was a great, um, blessing in my life. The mercy, mm. you know, and it's hard to see the mercy in the suffering and the trials. Um, and someone said, I don't actually know who quoted this, but it has, it is um, a quote, suffering in itself isn't worth anything, but only if it brings us closer to him. So your season of suffering, physical, you know, pain um, could have been just a season of you complaining and being like, this is terrible and throwing yourself a pity party, which I'm sure there was some days where that's exactly how you felt, but to allow that experience, that ordinary like car accident to bring you closer to Jesus is exactly what he wanted from that. Mm -hmm. And I like how you also said, um, like the accident all in itself and like being like you were still alive, you know, <laughs> um, it was a God moment, but, um, the transformation came mm. after that moment. And when you were allowing Jesus, like into that moment and yeah, just being like self-aware, I think mm -hmm. Sam, you mentioned mm -hmm. that, um, to know that this, this experience is like what the Lord wants to use for my life and is part of my story now. So how am I going to respond? Mm -hmm. Am I going to let him in? Am I going to, um, you know, try to see the good or offer up the suffering um, for other people? And all of that can be um, sanctified and can be a path to your own holiness mm -hmm. and you becoming a saint. So that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Bishop Barron has this uh, talk, YouTube video. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it is, but he talks about those moments in your life of transformation and like how, um, when you encounter Christ or sorry, he talks about like encountering Christ and how, when you encounter Christ, you should be transformed. Like you should not leave that moment 
the saying that you left it. Like you have the choice and, you know, God gives us free will. And so you have the choice to be transformed in like this deeper spiritual positive way, or you have the choice to turn away and to do like that, you know, the, um, when you encounter sin, right, you're turning away from God. And so you, God loves us so much that he gives us a free will. And so to think about those moments when you encounter Christ like face to face and you have those moments and you choose to be transformed in that positive, deeper and spiritual way. Um, ever since he said that, like that has really resonated with me. Like you can continually have these encounters and you're continually going deeper. And so your path of holiness is not, you know, stagnant. It's not the same. You know, it's ever evolving. Um and no two paths are the same, which I think is why we enjoy this podcast so much is because like our Susan and I, we know that like, cause we've been able to share stories, but to have guests come on and share and to realize like, you know, we are different and we each have our own gifts and talents and God uses them. And, um, as Esther says, you're born for a time such as, or, uh, perhaps you're born for a time such as this. Um, and so just thinking about that, like we can get into that comparison game and say like, well, I'm not doing what Susan's doing, so I'm not as holy. But it's like, no, that's not true, you know? And like, oh, I have to be in a car accident to be as holy as Michael. No, that's not true. And so um, to live into like the holiness of who you are um, and what you're called to, to me, is really, really um, just really important to, as part of your identity to realize like who I am. And like, like you said, Susan, like self-awareness. So Michael, in your story, you can hear like you are very self-aware, especially like when you're talking about your testimony of like, I can, you know, be transformed by this encounter and I can grow in holiness or like I can choose to just, you know, keep living the life that I've been living. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love how you mentioned identity. Yeah. And I think for the longest time, it's like I, I've been called mm-hmm. like in, in terms of being a, a son of Christ. Yeah. And that I was running away from that identity. Mm-hmm. I was running away to all these other things. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I, I surrendered yeah. to him for that identity saying, this is this is honestly what makes me happy. Yeah. But like serving you, loving you, mm-hmm. being in a relationship with other people that love you. Um, that's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I realized that, especially with in that car accident, um, and ex- as soon as I made it more of a consistent habit, mm-hmm. um, that's when kind of like a lot of things in my life changed in terms mm-hmm. of like going through, you know, periods of deep, deep and dark depression and um, just moments of, of just sadness mm. and, and job struggles and everything. Yeah. And once I, once I accepted that, I think my life is transformed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially in those moments where like you can um, like, physically, mentally, and spiritually pinpoint, like, this is the moment when I surrendered. And then to say, like, from that point on, like, these are all the things that the Lord has done for me. And to be able to share that, I think is so important because especially, you know, I keep saying this in the world we live in, we don't talk about things 
you know, we always want to talk about the highlight reel. We always want to talk about all these good things that are happening, but to like dive into those parts of our story that are very vulnerable and very much like I'm bearing it all right now um, for you to talk about like, you know, the desolation and the depression and the mental aspect um, because we are human. It's not like God said like, you're perfect and you have everything together and like, you're <laughs> never going to struggle. It's like, actually, no, like, um, it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, so yeah, to just think about like those moments and to be able to go back to that moment and to have like hope in the every day to go back and say like, okay, like this is what the Lord has done for me. So I can continue to hope against hope and keep going forward. Um, because I know the Lord has provided and has brought good things into my life. And I know Susan wants to share some profound scripture over there because she's She's doing some research. Not scripture. Novena. Oh, okay. Surrender Novena, which you guys are going to have to help me with this priest's name. Father. Um, Delinado Ritolo. So uh, Holy Family just did a rosary on him. Okay. The Surrender Novena. Yeah. So Surrender Novena, um, if our listeners have not heard of it, you need to do it. It is incredible. Have you heard of it, Michael? I have not. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So um, it is a nine-day novena as, oh, yeah, there you go. Because Susan gave me one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big advocate of um, the surrender novena, and I will just hand them out to people because I think that it's very powerful. So what um, this novena is, um, Jesus, like, talks to uh, this priest and um, tells him just to surrender everything. And so each day are like Jesus's words to this priest, but it's like speaking to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at the end of um, each day, you say, oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything 10 times. And my spiritual director um, would always encourages me to uh, pray this. And so I will consistently go back to it, not consecutively, but, um, you know, every month, every two weeks, just go back and do the novena again because it is a a daily act of obedience, surrender. And I think that um, the, one of the best advice that my spiritual director gave me was each time you say, oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of everything. You like name something specific. So, Mm -hmm. oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of my vocation. Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of my health or your children or whatever. And so there's a period in my life where, I too went through some, some suffering and I would have, I mean, I wrote down everything. So there's like a list of like 750 to a thousand things that I like surrendered over and over. I mean, they were all different things, Mm -hmm. but it was beautiful to like go back and read those prayers and say like, Oh, that's what I was surrendering at that time. Some have changed, some haven't. Um, but the act of surrender, I think is definitely an act of obedience because Mm -hmm. you are choosing it. Mm -hmm. You are choosing to surrender your circumstance, you're choosing to surrender the pain, whatever that is, where the Lord is like, put you here. This is right where you're supposed to be, even though you may feel like you're not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And so he says, no, like surrender that to me. I will take care of everything. And so just like starting the day with this or um, like waking up and saying, Jesus, I surrender this day to you. Like the whole day is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so it's so much consolation for me and um for people who are struggling with different things and you mm-hmm. just like you don't want that pressure and the lord's like no actually i i've taken care of it for you um so i just have heard surrender come up several times in your story michael and some different things that sam has said and it just reminded me of the surrender novena so for those listeners who have not prayed it michael 
<laughs> start today. Okay. It will change your life. The Lord will transform you through it. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, um, we had a dear friend share that like sometimes surrendering is, yeah, I can do it in the morning when I wake up and it's like, I can say that prayer and I'm good for the rest of the day. And then there are some days where it's like, I have to do it every single second. And so the, when I think about your story, Michael, like that point of like, where it just felt very like unbearable and very much like just sadness. And so to me in those, in those points of your story, it would be that time where it's like, okay, I have to surrender every single second. Um, and I think recently I have had just some life events where, um, I've had to surrender every single second. Um, and the Lord has sent me Peter, um, Simons to carry my cross and to help me get through, um, just, just with the season of life and, um, things that have been happening. Um, I've had to, you know, make that choice of consistency to surrender instead of, you know, you know, giving into the weight of the cross and, um, pushing away the help, but to surrender and take those, those moments, um, to let the Lord fight for me in Exodus 4, 14. Um, it says, be still and let me fight for you. I paraphrase it that way. Cause that's what I need to hear. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, those moments of being still in that surrender and like taking that couple extra seconds to say like, this is what I'm actually surrendering in this moment. Um, to have that self-awareness is so, so important in the spiritual life because I think it gives you something to like really tie into the, your emotions that you're feeling because emotions are there to tell us something. They're just not there to drive the bus, right? So they're not always going to be the forefront of things, but they're there for you to be more self-aware. Like, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pain. So what is that pain there to tell me? Like, why am I having that? And what do I need to do? So, um, yeah, I surrender has definitely been something you have those seasons where surrender is like every single second, because it's just like, I, um, you know, I just, I can't, I can't carry this. And so I'm just going to give it to you, Jesus, because you're going to carry it. Um, and so that takes, you know, it's something you have to do every day. And so there, and then there's a point of healing where you don't have to do it every second, you know, then it becomes like, okay, I can do it in the morning at lunch and in the evening. And then you start to see the progress, right? You start seeing, you can go back to that moment where you said like, I surrender this to you, Jesus. Like I can go back to that and I can tell you exactly where that happened. Um, to lay my heart on the altar and the 6,000 pieces that it was shattered into. And like, it took a lot to get to that moment, but then, um, and I know a lot of prayers from dear people, but, um, it took a lot to get to that moment to lay it on the altar and to say, here you go. Like, I can't fix it. Like, there's no way I can fix it. Um, so to do that and to like the Lord, let the Lord heal me. And in that you have to be still, you can't, you know, constantly be going everything and doing everything and on the go all the time. Cause that's not healing. That's just covering it up. That's putting a bandaid on a deep wound. Um, so yeah, finally getting to the point of like Jesus saying, here's your heart back. And you're like, you know, I, yeah, he said that. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm ready. Cause you know, it's mind, body, spirit. So, um, just my, I don't think my mind, my mind needs more prayer time. Maybe that's where I need to surrender and say, Jesus, take care of it and clear my mind. Um, so, but 
I definitely believe in the power of the novena. Susan gave it to me. And it, like you, Susan, I just kind of go back to it whenever I feel like this is a season of deep surrender and deep encounter um, and to be transformed by the novena because there's some powerful, powerful words in there um, that relate to like our everyday. Because I think he's a priest, a really recent priest. It's not like he's maybe like in the 80s or 70s in Italy, I think. Um, there's a really great podcast, Holy Family School of Faith, does a whole rosary um, about him. And so they do a really good job of giving. Um, yeah, as the thing says, he died in 1970, and it's a prophet of our time. Um, so here we go. But um, that's a great rosary. They give a little bit of background um, and then do, do a meditation on the novena. Um, yeah, so it's kind of recent. Um, I don't, I can't give you the date, but we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, so just to think about surrender and um, it's very, it's a very powerful tool in your spiritual tool belt. Yeah. So a lot along with that, um, what I'd say is, is you have that moment of surrender, but like God will actually lead mm. the way mm-hmm. God, like mm-hmm. you, you listen to, you listen to what he says through your prayer and he'll, he'll tell you what to do. Yeah. He'll, place that in your heart Mm -hmm. and he'll actually say oh you need to surrender this you need to surrender not you don't need to surrender that it's and a little bit is like a little trial and error Mm -hmm. um for Mm -hmm. for your life but Mm -hmm. i would say a lot of times we give ourselves a lot of credit for like spiritual progress yeah when it's actually (laughs) god it's actually just god working in our lives Mm -hmm. and god like working through us as an instrument so um I've definitely have been reminded of that um, more and more um, in the in the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, one thing that reminds me of Michael is um, a Teresa by Saint Teresa of Calcutta, who went through her whole life of suffering, mm-hmm. um, and she talks about surrender and just leaning into an, into um, the surrender. So she says, "One thing Jesus asked of me that I lean upon Him." that in him and in him alone, I put complete trust, that I surrender myself to him. I need to give up my own desires in the work of my perfection. Even when all goes wrong and I feel as if I was a ship without a compass, I must give myself completely to him. I must not attempt to control God's action. I must not count the stages in the journey he would have me make. I must not desire a clear perception of my advantage upon the road not know precisely where where I am upon the way of holiness. I ask him to make a saint of me, yet I must leave it to him, the choice of saintliness itself, and still more the choice of the means which leads to it. I think that is just incredible in the fact that like she's saying right there, like it's not us and we have to surrender to whatever path that is. Mm-hmm. And for Michael, that your story is an accident that um, totally transforms your life in the most ordinary, holy way. So uh, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for joining us on the episode and our podcast and just for being a great um, support of everything that we're doing. Thank you so much, ladies. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. And thanks for being such great friends to me. Yeah, no problem. St. Gianna. Pray for us. St. Jose Maria. Pray for us. Thanks for listening to Ordinary Holiness. Consider subscribing to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We hope you have a blessed day.